Hey, it's Jim. It's hard to believe this moment is already here, but today's episode is the 50th episode of this show. This episode will conclude our second season, and we're going to take a short break before we pick it back up with season three. Our third season will start on March 29th, which will also be the week of our one-year anniversary. I may also be dropping in with a couple short features in the meantime, so be sure to keep watching your favorite podcast player. Now, on to the show. On the show today, Virginia looks to join California with strong data privacy legislation, Maryland wants to tax online advertising, but the move has big tech unhappy. California reveals that almost two years worth of DMV records have been compromised in a ransomware attack. Our scam of the day tries to get me involved in moving Russian oil money. And today's tip gives you five privacy settings to check in your web browser. All of that and more is coming up on the February 22nd, 2021 edition of Cybersecurity Made Personal. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast, the safest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Jim Herman. I have five stories on the newsbeat for you today. We begin in Virginia, where the state appears to be ready to enact a data privacy law similar to the ones enacted by California and the European Union. This one, titled the Consumer Data Protection Act, or CDPA, overwhelmingly passed the state legislature and is expected to be signed by the governor soon. Moving to the north, Maryland's legislature has made waves by passing a law that would tax advertising sales from companies like Facebook and Google. The tax will range from 2.5% to 10%, depending on the revenue of the company selling the ad, and it would only apply to companies with $100 million or more in revenue. However, it didn't take long for the big tech companies, including Amazon, Facebook, and Google, to come after the law. The group is probably not just looking to stop the tax in Maryland, but also to discourage other state and local governments from enacting similar legislation. Time will tell is whether this tax stands, but it will likely be a long time before we know as it makes its way through the courts. Across the country, the California Department of Motor Vehicles was hit by a data breach affecting records for at least 38 million people. The DMV did say that social security numbers, birth dates, and immigration status were not a part of the breach. The breach came through a DMV contractor that had access to the data during the past 20 months. The investigation is still ongoing, and the state of California says the contractor no longer has access to any data. In Silicon Valley, Facebook is apologizing after a UK-based art gallery 
had several pictures flagged by its automated moderation system as sexual content or otherwise in violation of its advertising policies. The gallery was attempting to purchase Facebook ads, but the company said that the ads violated these policies. Some of the pictures affected included a picture of cows in a field, a skyscraper, and the England cricket team, all of which were deemed overtly sexual by Facebook. A photo of pond ripples was flagged as being an ad for adult products, and a photo of the subway was deemed to be in violation of its ticket sales policy. The supposed violations led to Facebook banning the gallery from advertising at all, a ban that took almost two months before Facebook finally overturned it. A somewhat curt statement from Facebook admitted that the gallery had been banned in error and was now reinstated, and then gave a simple apology for the mistake. And finally, to close with some news about a famous prank, the famed Rickroll has now been taken to the next level thanks to artificial intelligence. A YouTube user has uploaded a video of Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up, which has been remastered into 4K video by artificial intelligence. All in all, it simply proves what we probably suspected already. Thanks to technology, there are some people who are never gonna give up on the Rickroll. And now we move on to the scam of the day. Today's scam actually arrived in my spam folder late last year. However, I felt it deserved some extra treatment, so I reached out to my friend Brad, who gave it a special touch with a special accent. So without further ado, here's Brad. Sir, I am Russian General Maharias Abash. There is some set of a very wealthy set of Russian crude oil merchants based in Russia. Presently, they have been prosecuted by the Russian government over fraud, which of course I know they will be eventually go to jail for a period of 15 years, according to Russian law. But the fortunate thing is that it was quick for them to have arranged the funds to move into a trust account in the UK, where one of my old friends is a signatory to also do to my diplomatic position. Now that the funds are in the trust, I will not want a situation whereby the Russian or British government will start any question. So you need to join me in this deal to move the funds from the trust account to your account in any part of the world. Do not worry about the security details, I will handle that aspect. And you should handle the trans remittance. For this deal, I will consider to let you have your consideration. The total amount in this deal is 50 million US dollars. Let us discuss more. Not all details should be discussed right now for security reasons. Please reply so we may proceed further. Best regards, Mr. Maharias Abash. As we've seen so many times in this segment, any promise of large amounts of money is always going to be fake. You're never going to be randomly contacted by some foreigner who legitimately wants to give you a large amount of money. So my apologies to Mr. Abash, but this is once again a scam. If you encounter a scam that you think we'd like to talk about on the show, you can send it to us at scam at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com. 
And now it would normally be time for our cybersecurity pop quiz. However, since this is the end of season two and we won't be back for about five weeks, I decided it would be best to wait for next season before we resume the pop quiz questions. However, if you'd like to review some of the questions from this past season, you can visit our page for the quiz, cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash popquiz, and test how much you've learned this season. All 24 questions will be available there for you to answer. But we do have one final order of business, last week's question. The question was, if you want to back up your files to protect against ransomware, which of these would be the best place to store them? A, on your computer's hard drive, B, on a network storage drive, C, on an external drive you don't keep plugged in, or D, on your Google Drive storage. The correct answer is C. If your files are on an external drive that's not plugged in, the ransomware obviously will not be able to encrypt them. When the files are stored on your computer or on a connected network storage drive, the ransomware could find them and still encrypt them. And if your files are being synced with Google Drive, the encrypted version of those files could be uploaded to Google and then saved as the most recent version. That's why you want a copy of your files stored somewhere that the ransomware can't access. That way, if your files are encrypted, you can easily and quickly restore them. Your browser knows everything about your internet habits. It sees every site you visit and every cat video that you watch. But unfortunately, your browser could also be allowing others to track you, to listen to you, or even to watch you. We'll discuss how to take on the browser spies when we come back from this short break. If you have a cybersecurity question you'd like to know the answer to, you don't have to wait for an episode about it. We want to hear from you, whether it's a question you have or a comment you want to leave us about the show. You can reach us by email at info at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com or you can leave a voicemail at 859-968-9399, option 2. We'd love to hear your feedback or your questions, and we will definitely consider them when we discuss future topics or changes to the show. Plus, if we select a topic based on your message, we'll be sure to recognize you in that episode. Once again, that's info at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com or 859-968-9399, option 2. If you're a regular listener to this show, you know that I'm a big proponent of keeping much of your data private. I believe that you should have control of your data, not a series of tech companies around the world. And you should have the power to decide what is done with your data 
and when it's wiped away forever. The war for privacy begins at your browser. Your browser sees and likely stores information about everything you do online. If you want to begin to fight back against the invasion of privacy, you're going to have to stop it in the browser. Fortunately, the leading web browsers offer more privacy options today than ever before. If you want to strive for complete privacy, you'll have to go well beyond just a few browser settings. But if you're just looking to give yourself a quick privacy boost, you can do it without even needing to switch web browsers. So with that in mind, here are five settings you can check in your browser to improve your online privacy. First, turn on the Do Not Track settings. The Do Not Track feature is a setting in your web browser that asks websites and advertising companies to stop tracking you. I use the word ask because currently there's no requirement that any site actually follow that request. However, as the feature has become implemented in all of the major web browsers, more and more websites are beginning to respect that request. Most browsers leave the Do Not Track feature turned off by default, so you'll need to turn it on if you want to take advantage of it. On Chrome, go to the main menu and choose Settings, then Privacy and Security. Click on Cookies, and then enable the setting that says Send a Do Not Track request with your browsing traffic. The setting is in a similar place in Microsoft Edge. Go to Menu, Settings, Privacy and Security, and then you'll find the setting under the Privacy tab. On Firefox, you'll find the setting under Options, Privacy and Security, and then Tracking Protection. And finally, in Safari, it's in Preferences, Privacy. Safari uses the term Prevent Cross-Site Tracking for this setting instead. Before these settings were built into the major browsers, I used a browser extension that did basically the same thing. It was called Blur, and it is a free extension that also contained paid upgrades. Although it was not able to force every website to stop tracking you, it did block your information from being collected by many of the most common trackers. The paid version also included additional features, such as a password generator and the ability to create burner email accounts and credit card numbers. These could be used to mask your real information from others. Even if your data was compromised in a breach, the person would get data that could be easily changed or might not even be valid anymore. So now that you've blocked tracking, a second setting to check is your autocomplete settings. Autocomplete can be a huge time saver when it's used correctly. It can stop you from needing to enter the same information over and over on multiple sites. But autocomplete can also result in passing data to someone that you don't want it sent to. For example, autofill might enter the wrong information instead of the information you want. I had this happen to me recently. I signed up for a virtual tour, but Autofill populated the email address field with my work email instead of my personal email. 
Ultimately, it was a careless mistake on my part because I should have checked, but I just assumed autofill was doing it correctly. However, there's also a dark side to this. Websites can use hidden fields in a form that aren't displayed to you, but they're visible to the browser. They can be set to pull in additional data using the browser's autocomplete. This could expose data you didn't even realize you were passing along to a site. You might only see a few fields on the site, but it could be asking for a substantial amount of data in the background. You may want to control what autocomplete collects or shut it off entirely in order to keep websites from accessing this private data. While most of these situations would be far less invasive, one extreme example would be a form with a hidden field titled Child's Name. If you previously filled out a registration form for your child, it's possible that the new Child's Name field could be auto-populated by your browser based on what you added previously, thus sending your child's name to someone you don't want to know it. To shut off autocomplete, click on the Chrome menu, select Settings, Sync, and then turn off the autofill. In Edge, click on the menu, Settings, and then Profile. You have the ability here to control autofill for a variety of data. On Firefox, go to the menu, Options, Privacy and Security, and then uncheck the items under Forms and Autofill. And in Safari, Go to Preferences, click on the Autofill tab, and then turn off each of the options. Third, watch your microphone and camera settings. These can be used to watch or listen to you, sometimes even without your consent. Clearly, your consent should be required before one of these are used, but sometimes flaws are exploited to allow a website to access them without your knowledge. In some instances, there may not even be a notice that the camera or microphone was in use. In Chrome, you can control these settings by site. I recommend setting both of them to ask when a site requests access to your camera or your mic. This way, you have to approve it before the camera or microphone can be used. In Edge, go to Settings, Advanced Settings, Website Permissions, and then Manage Permissions. You can then select the website you want to manage and turn camera or microphone permissions off there. In Firefox, go to the menu, select Privacy and Security, then Permissions, and finally Settings. You can control the settings for each site here. In Safari, go to Preferences and then Websites. You can then control whether each website has permission to use the camera anytime, must ask for camera permission each time it wants access, or is denied access to the camera automatically. And while you're there, you may also want to check the fourth item on the list, your location settings. Earlier this season in episode 42, we discussed more about how to stop location tracking on a wide variety of devices. I'll have a link to that episode in the show notes at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash episode 42. In each of the major browsers, the settings for location 
are controlled from the same place where you would have checked the camera and microphone settings. So while you're there, turn off location settings to prevent your location from being tracked. And finally, keep tabs on your cookie settings. You may not have a very positive impression of cookies, thanks to the ones that are used for tracking. However, most cookies are incredibly useful and harmless. Cookies are what keep you signed into a website as you're using it, and they're what keep you signed in to the site the next time you visit it. Think about how many times you go to a website like Facebook and you don't have to enter your password because it's already saved. That's why when you clear all your cookies, you're logged out of all your websites, and if a site has some kind of welcoming sequence, you'll often see that again. It all happens because of the cookies. So while cookies are incredibly useful, they can also be abused. Tracking cookies, also sometimes referred to as third-party cookies, will often keep tabs on everything you do for the purpose of selling advertisements on your screen. However, you do have the ability to block these third-party cookies. To stop them in Chrome, go to Settings, Privacy and Security, and click on Cookies and Other Site Data. As I mentioned, you don't want to block all cookies. Many are important for sites to function. However, you do have the option to just block the third-party cookies. In Edge, go to Menu, Settings, Site Permissions, and choose Cookies and Site Data. There, you have the option to block third-party cookies. In Firefox, select Privacy and Security, and scroll down to Enhance Tracking Protection. And finally, in Safari, go to Settings, Safari, and choose Prevent Cross-Site Tracking. You may find this is already checked, since it's the same setting that we use to enable the Do Not Track option in Step 1. And as a final note, you may also want to investigate whether you should switch browsers. Some of the biggest browsers are created by some of the big tech companies. Chrome is made by Google, Edge by Microsoft, and Safari by Apple. Firefox does stand alone because it's the product of a nonprofit organization instead. However, the base code for Chrome is made available for free, so you can take advantage of many of the positive benefits of Chrome without the worrying influence of Google. There are a number of privacy and security-focused browsers available for you today. If you would like to see my recommendations for a privacy-focused browser, you can visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash recommendations to see them. So that's all for today and for Season 2 of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you again on March 29th when we kick off Season 3 of the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. So until next time and next season, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. Check out the show notes page linked in the description for links to the articles mentioned, more information about today's tip, and a transcription of this episode. 
If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would consider visiting our welcome page at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash welcome. There, you can find more information about the show and links to some of our most popular episodes. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Don't take any action on your computer unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening and stay safe.